Welcome to the Horror Hags. Then, yeah, we still don't have sound effects. No, this is a very low budget affair, <laughs> people. <laughs> two broke queens. Uh. <laughs> two broke queens? Is that like, it's like a sitcom. Two girls, right? So yeah, right, right, right. And then they're okay. struggling in New York. Yeah, we are. Now we're not doing showcasts well, now, people. One of these people. days we'll have money for sound comedy. effects. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for now, we'll, we'll just have to make do with comedy. This week, yes. we're going to burn it all down. Yes, we're shaking things up. Apocalyptic episode yes just uh, world destruction is our middle names all you fallout lovers come hither come gather we're talking <laughs> post-apocalyptic nightmare dream extravaganza are you talking like a it's, a it's almost halloween people that's why he's, <laughs> like, he's <laughs> zach is in witch mode uh. <laughs> <laughs> which is most of the time but anyway oh! so we're doing Maybe. apocalyptic horror this episode and we usually talk about the retro movie last we're gonna shake things up people like the we're earth on the apocalypse there she goes shaken um we're gonna start with the retro one. Oh, yes today we're doing escape from new york by john carpenter we are doing a quiet place not by john carpenter <laughs> <laughs> what was the last one and the, and the divide which divide. is a french director Oh, yes. Totally fucked up movie, but we'll talk about that last. Oh, that was had some good moments in it, though. Oh, yeah, it did. Let's talk about the retro first, Escape from New York. Yes, so, uh, like I said, directed by John Carpenter, who did Halloween. Okay. And The Fog and all those wonderful horror movies. So this one's more, as I was watching it for the, I don't know, fourth time, I think, because um, I've seen it many times, I was, uh, I, I was thinking about it. it's more sci-fi. It is very sci-fi. Yeah, so we've deviated a little bit. You know what it reminds me of? What? Strangely enough, The Walking Dead. Later in the seasons where it's kind of like... Tell me why, Zach. Well, I feel like New York, right? New York kind of became this weird, like, crime-infested, yet still trying to be its own political state in that movie. Right, and what he's talking about is the premise of Escape from New York. So, um, according to the movie, in 1988... Uh, crime had increased in the United States by 400 percent. Yeah. So in and they could they didn't have enough jails, so they decided to turn the island of Manhattan into a maximum security prison. Right. Like yeah. the whole thing is just a massive prison. Mentally, right. it is now, but on a different scale. But let's keep going. <laughs> right. Manhattan. And you were comparing that to The Walking Dead. How? Just like they were trying. It was like post. You know. Post nightmare, post terror, post whatever, and in 1988, it was we're forming a new society, right? And in The Walking Dead, it was two groups of people mm-hmm. still at this moment trying mm-hmm. to form their own societies. And in Manhattan, that's kind of how it was—the way of life, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. walks of people were happening there, mm-hmm. and that's why I related later in the seasons. I'm not talking one through three. I'm talking after they've met a whole group of people and are trying to figure it out. So that's why I attribute it to. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here staring at Zach as he talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mesmerizing. <laughs> he is. You should see him, people. 
Um, can we talk about the cast in Escape from New York? A bunch of old people that you don't know. Ah, uh, Snake. I'll tell you. Uh, well, we'll get to him last. Okay. Because he's a special mention. So in this cast is Adrian Barbeau, mm. who's just lovely. She plays Maggie. Oh, okay. Um, the one with the pink, the, yeah. the purple dress mm-hmm. and the boobs. Yeah. Oh, I love a good purple dress. Huh, yeah. <laughs> and Adrian Barbeau, I love her dearly. She was married to John Carpenter, who directed. Okay. Um, and then one of the notes that I wrote is I love the music from Escape from New York. It's very synth, and John Carpenter writes his own music. That's the '80s, baby. It's the '80s. Um, so John Carpenter wrote the score. Um, and a little trivia: his son with Adrian Barbeau now Cody. Because I know all this shit, right? I know. Like Useless <laughs> information. Interwebs. Um, they do music together now. Okay. Um, but apart from the wonderful and lovely and talented Adrian Barbeau, we have Donald Pleasance, who plays the president. Love that. Yes. Um, Isaac Hayes is in it. Tom Atkins, Ernest Borgnine, all these like old school, cool actors. Lee Van Cleef, um, Susan Hubley, who was married to the one and only Kurt Russell, who plays Snake Pliskin uh, in this movie. Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, he's... Smoking he had more hot. oil on his body in that movie. <laughs> they just lathered him up, and I don't know why. See, this is why I made you watch it. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. And um, super cool Harry Dean Stanton is in this, too. Okay. So it has, a, it, it has an incredible, incredible cast. So there are a lot of key moments in this movie that I thought were great. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There was a part where they initially ask him to go find the president in New York. Right. So what happens is, like we told you, I, Manhattan is a uh, maximum security prison they've like isolated it somehow and then the air force one gets hijacked by resistance fighters and they crash into manhattan and then the government has to send in snake Pliskin to manhattan to find the president so that's the whole premise of the story if you're wondering what this man looks like if you uh, russell? millennials out there have ever seen google kurt russell young yes he kind of reminds me of um, Billy and Mandy. There's a character on that show called Haas Delgado, and mm-hmm. he is pretty much a younger Haas Delgado. He's got an eye patch. It's great. Like, long, wavy hair, muscular body. Like, he's just killing it. Just lovely. Ugh. Love and then he goes, he's get being shipped into Manhattan. Now, the president is in this little orb thing. Yeah, they shoot him out of Air Force <laughs> yeah. One because they got to save him. He's right. the president, right? I wonder what they would have done if it was Donald Trump. Moving along. <gasps> moving along. Dropping that bomb. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have to save him. And he's, like, handcuffed to a briefcase that has, like, top secret information. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what we do with our presidents. We're like, here, take it with you. Take Run. You're fine. Handcuff, handcuff yourself. Um, one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he was in a boxing ring. Oh, why is that one of your favorite scenes in the movie, because Zachary? The choreography was so absurd. <laughs> <laughs> one of the big things about o- these older films that we watched, um, a lot of people take for granted, is the very theater acting and the props that they use, and like it's all lo- over the top. It is, yeah. but they had. There's no way. There's no CGI effects. There's no. no like, oh, we need a fight scene. Let me just on the computer digitally. No, it's two people who have to do this choreography right. together, and we film it. And. The fight scene is like cumbersome, I believe. Yeah, and is that the word that comes to mind? Uh, yes. When you see Snake Plissken fighting with this giant wrestler type person, it was cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they have him fight? I uh, forget. No. I just saw this the other night. I know, <laughs> um, but it was like a ring, and um, I think it was like to to it was like a match. Yeah. yeah, it was a match. Yeah. Uh, but did you see a snake tattoo? It's so funny. Yes. Like on his chest. Snake Plissken has a snake running down, like, from the middle of his chest down to his belly. Yes. Very sexy. Oh. 
Um, anyway, but they fought. They fought in front of like I think he was one of the leaders or one of the the header people because it was all of the people from New York watching him fight this guy. So Be I don't careful, know. you don't spoil your wine. Oh, I will not. His his that. microphone people is getting dangerously close to I'm the glass of wine. It. I'm just gonna hold yeah. it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, and yeah, he was just fighting them in front of everybody. I I don't remember why they were fighting them. That's the worst part. <laughs> Well, I, I have no excuse for not knowing because I've seen it at least four times. I saw it once a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, that scene just st- stuck in your head. Well, the way that they were fighting and flailing and right. it was just funny because... And they it, have clubs w- with nails <laughs> in them. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. And he, he got smacked in the back of the head. With you know? a club with nails in it. And they had they showed it. Yeah. So obviously Snake Plissken wins. And, and cr- for those of you that don't, don't know, Kurt Russell is kind of short yes. and very thin. And he's like this guy fighting this fought, giant. He was a right. massive man. Yeah. <laughs> and Snake Plissken comes up and hits him over the head with the club, and that's the end of there, it. There was a scary <laughs> moment when he loses a shield, you know, and then he's got this like some nail bat, there, yeah, yeah. and he like deflect an attack, hit him in the leg, brought him down to his level, and, and that was the end. That of it. was it. Snake Plissken rules. But it was cool because they didn't uh, Peter the camera away. We saw it. We witnessed it. Right. Someone's head got bashed in. Right. And they portrayed it very well. Yeah. Yeah, you know what was one of my favorite things in the movie? What's that? Besides Snake Plissken, um, being hot and Adrian Barbeau being cool as fuck, is the car with the chandeliers on the outside. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? And it had a little disco ball in the inside. Yes. Yeah, this was uh Isaac Hayes's car in the in the movie, <laughs> and it has two chandeliers on either side of what like. What was the car chase? Which was one? That, was there that was a well the one where they crashed into two taxis? Oh, they were trying to escape from New York. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> on one of the bridges. Right. Yes. Um, and they were going over the bridge. That's where some of our beloved characters meet their end. Ugh. Don't tell them who. I'm not going to say a word. See it, people. Marco. You'll find out. Uh, and you know what uh, What struck me, too? Um, it moves at a really fast pace. It does. So I watched it Friday night. It was really late. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch it until I fall asleep. I think it was around midnight. And yes, people, that's really late for me. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Um and the next thing I know it's one thirty and the movie's over. Right, it was, and I did not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely a good watch. I think this is a movie that you could definitely watch a few times and still pick up a couple new things. And the acting isn't terrible. Like sometimes the movies that I get put through are. Uh, what does that Ooh, mean? You I don't know. Through that I, I ma- know. You mean that I make you watch <laughs> like Savage Streets, maybe? Yeah, oh, that was a little okay. rough. <laughs> <laughs> but the dialogue is a little bit more believable in this one, and I think... You know I'm going to make you watch more of these movies. And I'm going to laugh, but pretend to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can... You can tell people the truth. That's why we uh, talk about these movies. Right. Like, Marco made me watch a crap movie last night. But I think, honestly, the concept in this one is really good. Because it does give me, like, a very, like, Hunger Games-y, uh, yes. different society. I see that vibe. more than your Walking Dead yes. reference. You know, like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, dystopian mm-hmm. uh, references in this. And for right. an early on movie, they do hit a lot of good points and a lot of good um, realizations about society. And that are still, like applicable today I yeah think. like there what some like like the whole like police brutality force mm, and yep. like that's a huge huge thing in today's like society and like social justice movements and like you know the incarceration in general is going through a lot of things so the right. fact that you know enti- the entirety of manhattan is just closed off to criminals like they I can fend for themselves yeah, you I know i actually think that's a cool concept isn't it yeah I'm just glad that it's never Not really true. happened, right? Cause, <laughs> Cause because we, we, would be there. we we live in Manhattan. Well, I live in Manhattan. She yeah. lives in Manhattan. I am. Who's she? I'm oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm glad it's it's not a reality. Right. A lovely island. 
but it's a cool it's a cool premise yeah. let's talk about the divide yes another movie i made uh zach watch but i like this one a lot i mm-hmm. really did there's a lot of great character development in the scenes um we get a lot of an inside scoop on a lot of different uh, people trapped in one small location for majority of this movie. Right. So yeah. So keeping in, in our, with our theme of apocalyptic horror, um, this one has a. This one doesn't mess around. It just opens up with an explosion. People are running around right. trying to save their lives. Not a lot. A lot of backstory. No. It just goes right into it. Um, and a handful of these people run into a basement in a building, um, seeking shelter. Right. Um, we have a lot of character one-on-ones we have a lot of like talking and a lot of um interpersonalities mingles mixes and you name it in the basement of this building right um but pretty much because they're bunker you know to to last out like a fallout bunker yeah it was like a laundry room did you see the washing machines yeah yeah it was like it's a similar to escape from new york this also takes place in new york um and it's one of those buildings where like the laundry mat is down in the basement and that's where these people take shelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you see the washing machines down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I live in a basement now, so holler. <laughs> where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Keep it down there. <laughs> no, but like I I understand like the formation of a basement's like different. You seem cut off almost. And yeah. we do have a lot of like I don't know, utilities down there. So it would seem like a pretty good spot to be. I would run down there. I would run down there too. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, there's a lot of different scenes in this that really talk about. Oh wait, can I talk about the cast? Yeah, talk more about the cast. This please. one, this one also similar to Escape from New York has an amazing cast. Michael Bean, who's uh, older actor that's been in uh, actually Terminator. Is he in Terminator? Oh no, that was Robert Patrick. Never mind. Anyway, Michael Bean, Milo Ventimiglia, who's now in This Is Us. Okay. Courtney B. Vance is in it. Rosanna Arquette, who's amazing. Michael Eklund. So they they really got a really great cast together to do this movie. The acting was really well done. Yeah. Too. Um. Mm-hmm. And the director is Xavier Jens. I think that's how you say his last name. Um. He's French. Okay. French bad boy. French bad boy. The French French bad boy of the cinema. <laughs> French cinema. <laughs> cinema. Yeah. Um. And the reason I say that is because. So Xavier Jens did a movie called Frontiers. And I'm sorry, Zach, I cut you off. But I'm going to finish saying what I have to say. No, say it. <laughs> say it. I am just... L- <laughs> You're just l- yep. listening, waiting for your cue. I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, he did a movie called Frontiers, um, which is an ultra-violent French film. Um, 2007, I believe. Okay. And during that time in France, there was a resurgence of horror films. And they were all very extreme. Uh, Frontiers being one of them. High Tension is one. Wasn't that around the time that Paranormal Activity came out? When was the first Paranormal Activity out? Um, Paranormal Activity cannot be counted in this group of movies. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm trying I to think know. of like significant horror around 2000. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you're like talking about a, revi- a horror revival. Yeah. Look up. Right. Look it up while, I, while I rattle yeah. on this bit of information. Let me see. What came out during that yes. time? So High Tension, Martyrs, Calvaire. Um, these are all French movies that came out of that era. And also Inside is a French movie that also came out in that era. It's one of the most fucked up French films I've ever seen in my life. It's about this woman who's pregnant. And this other woman insists on taking the baby from her before it's born. Fill in the blanks, people. What did you find out on Paranormal? Ones. 20 right. we- 28 weeks later. So on this side of the pond, although that was British. Um, right? yeah. 
14. I'm just trying to think of big ones that I remember. Uh, Paranormal right. Activity was 2007. I was correct. You're like an encyclopedia. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, see, Inside. Inside. 2007. Oh, we're totally distracted, people. Sorry. Wreck, which is a Spanish movie. We should do a podcast oh. on that. Um, but yeah, so yeah. A, a resurgence of horror in 2007. Who didn't know? Or thereabouts. Oh, thereabouts. Or thereabouts. Put it on the map. <laughs> Put it on the radar. Yes, please. <coughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, do you still remember what you were going to say before I cut you off and started my rants no, and rave? Um, oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so this is, like you said, this is kind of like a microcosm of society, right? So there's some stock characters in there, like the bully and the mean guy. And, and the, the crazy guy. And, and, and the single crazy mother with yes. the little kid. Please save daughter. my baby. Yeah. yeah, which was kind of didn't happen. <laughs> The baby gets taken and <laughs> killed. Oh. Oh. Oops. Oops. Spoiler. Um, sorry. Not bad. Um, not bad. So, yeah. So, there's like um, all these different people thrown together into a very stressful situation right. and how they try to survive. As long as you absolutely know the people you're, you know, a lot of people assume, oh, I'm trying to be safe with all these people. They're all good people. Like, you don't know any of these people. Um, some of them knew each other. Some of them, but not all the time. Two of them were stepbrothers. Uh, then they had the friend. But those don't people don't know these. Not people. all of them. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a yeah. lot of like I don't know who this person is. Moments. Right. Um. There's a scene that I really enjoyed where. Tell us about it, Zach. I'm not gonna tell you why there what? was a dead body, but there was a dead body. We do spoilers all the time. Yes. We have to put a like a disclaimer at the beginning there of these episodes on all of our put it on my forehead okay um <laughs> that <laughs> maybe the viewers will see in the future <laughs> <laughs> maybe um but yeah no there's a scene on there where there was a dead body Yo. that they were all faced with oh and they I had to say. chop yeah. it up yep yep chop it up and they had to break a lot of these social i don't know barriers that a normal person lives like if you saw a dead body the last thing you're gonna think is hey i'm gonna chop this up and like, blah, 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 blah. yeah they just needed to get rid of it because they didn't want it to deteriorate in the bunker we're gonna call it the bunker right, right. in the bunker with them all around so they decide to chop it up into little pieces and throw it down like a it would look like a latrine right yeah, yeah. it was the, weird listen, looking the whole movie is intense and depressing and kind of gross and I literally felt like I needed to take a shower after I saw it. <laughs> That's what he said. I walked in today. He's like, I feel so gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love movies like that. They're yeah. inte- you know, they like they serve their purpose. Like, right. And and this guy Xavier Jens was the director. Like, this is the stuff that he does. You know, so he tries to get a rise out of you. And it also like m- tries to make you feel out of place too. Like, oh my God, what if I was in that situation? How would I be taking this? You know? I would die immediately. Right. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have a good chance. I came from upstate. You would probably survive, yes. and I would be <laughs> immediately. I wouldn't even make it to the bunker. Oh, God. I'd I probably, probably start a new society. It's like, oh, it's Zach. Look at you. Uh, and I'll miss the whole thing because I'll be dead. Oh, yeah. I'll be so sad. Yeah, I'm telling you, I wouldn't make it to the bunker. I would <laughs> die of fright right there the minute the explosion went off. Dead. Oh, my gosh. You, you would have to. You know what you would have to do? You would have to, like step over my body to save yourself no, uh, i feel like nothing can scare millennials like i feel like shit Ooh. happens and we're just like told to deal with it like wh- no you have not i don't know that's another podcast <laughs> <laughs> trust me i feel like you could tell us the world's ending because we've prepped for three of those so far yeah. so <laughs> okay. all right then i'll hang out with you guys um yeah so and uh, one of the notes i took is you know they get thrown into this bunker and they try to survive but things deteriorate for lack of a better word, very quickly. Mm-hmm. There's fights, there's murder, like we mentioned. There's these weird sexual dynamics, which are so oh, yeah. icky. 
talk and about uh, poor Rosanna please Arquette's me. character. Please. So she's so Rosanna Arquette plays the mother. I'm assuming she's a single mother because it was just her and her daughter. The daughter gets taken away. We're not going to elaborate on that. Um, You'll have to watch the movie. You have to watch this yeah. movie. But then she loses her mind. Like, her daughter's gone. I get it, right? Her daughter's gone. They take her away, never to be seen again, and she loses her mind. And she kind of, like, the race she decides she's going to survive is by aligning herself with these, like, bullies right. that are in the bunker with them. They're, like, they might have been criminals outside in the We in have w- no idea. We don't this know. is what I was talking right. about, right. right? You have no idea who these people are. And they just take advantage of her. They, they put her in these weird sexual situations. They have sex with her. They demean her. Uh, they, they're just horrible to her. And the whole thing's so real that it's kind of like gross, right. right? And I don't get grossed out at movies so much <laughs> because I've seen it all. Right. But this one was... This one was just socially made you feel vulnerable, right? Like, it just made you think, okay, if I was her, how would I be handling this? If I were these people, would I be doing this? If I'm in this book? Like, it puts you in your head in a weird spot because you're now, you're not thinking, like, day to day. You're thinking in survival instinct almost a caveman mode you know right. because right. people it's the, it's you know basic it's survival people it's, yep. it, they scale it back when when huge significant things like the world ending right. are happening actually happening Zachary you got a lot out of these movies I because you're them. like tapping into like the social commentary the I, context you know, that's yeah. what a lot of it is too because right. like how did we get to this po- post-apocalyptic setting you know what factors were leading up to it who was governing us at the time <gasps> I wonder I wonder right like yeah. how did we get here yeah yeah, I w- one of the th- things I wrote: steady descent into madness, because they all go yes. mad. Yeah, and it, and and it's funny because at the beginning, when people started doing things that were not, even though we don't know a lot about the characters, but but what I considered not to be their norm, when they started like acting weird, I was like, well, is it because they're losing their mind? They're in this bunker, four walls, and and they can't get out because they're afraid of the toxic level of radiation or whatever outside because of the explosion. Or is this radiation affecting their minds? Could you imagine what they were feeling when that door opened? Right. And it, there's a scene where the door opens. One of them com- goes out to investigate what's going on. So, yeah, so that radiation comes in. I, I think as the movie went on, I decided, and it was kind of obvious, I guess, to me, that it was the radiation. Yeah. Like that screwing slowly, with them. Yeah. Like some of them, like there's this one guy, the the character played by Michael Eklund, that uh puts on Rosanna Arquette's lingerie and he shaves his head and his eyebrows looks so creepy he's totally lost his mind <laughs> um yeah he shaves his whole head off and he becomes this you know what he almost looks like if you ever see um I am legend he looks like one of those oh, daytime he does. zombies it's he weird does, looking yeah. it's weird and then Milo Ventimiglia's yeah. character does the same thing eyebrows are gone mm-hmm. All of his hair is gone. So they look really creepy it's and it, weird. It, I cannot tell you the first time I saw it. It reminded me exactly like the I Am Legend zombie creature. Yeah, things. I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely you know, right. Which is kind of falls on the similar apocalyptic you know, vibe is this movie. So that's it does. That was actually. So when we were talking about which movies to cover under this theme, I Am Legend was one of the things it, that I th- it, It's up of. there. Yeah. I rem- yeah. And I remember when that came out. Everyone was so sad, but go see that one too. Why you were know? you sad? Tell us that. There's a huge spoiler I don't want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me offline. Yeah, I'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. There's a scene in The Divide. I have to mention it. So, 
they, after they've all gone mad, um, Milo Ventimiglia's character, he's wearing his underwear, but he has his penis on a table, yeah. and one of the guys is poking at it. <laughs> and they're telling one other guy, poke it, poke it, poke it, and the guy wouldn't poke it. And Milo Ventimiglia's character is like, he just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's bizarre. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Well, that, they said the same thing about chopping it. I would have poked it. They said the same thing. I would have probably <laughs> touched it, too. Just to like you know, even though he like was, <laughs> even though he was insane, I yeah, like poked it. Just, yeah. a little pat. <laughs> you got going down there. <laughs> okay, okay, this is going <laughs> off the rails. Let's uh, let's focus. Save it. Yep, save it. Save it. Um, why don't we keep talking about um this a little bit, and then we'll get on to a quiet place. Are yeah? you cutting me off? I'm not cutting you off. <laughs> sure, but I will say one. <laughs> Uh, I will. Can I say one more thing? Yes. About the divide. Yes. Please. Of course. Okay. Uh, my my big announcement is that it's not for everyone. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. This is what I wrote. This is what I wrote. Some may find it offensive, too violent, too perverse. It's really out there. It you know what yeah. else I thought about when he would look like a skinless guy? He kind of gave me Marilyn Manson vibes. If you're into Marilyn Manson, you would probably enjoy this movie. I mean, it's the same kind of like alternative styled movies i guess it don't is. watch this if you're like yeah. gonna puke at the slightest thing i promise you and if you are gonna puke watch it anyway yeah that's watch an it and that's an endorsement people the bucket movie okay bucket list, bucket list. have a bucket oh, by bu- your side <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering what you were talking about <laughs> have a bucket by your side okay shall we i love the make the movie. introduction to mm-hmm. what 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 a quiet place okay. ah. all right Go for it. I have so much hype movie. for this movie. No, really, I did. Um, there was a lot of, because John Krasinski from The Office, everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's where he got a lot of his, you know, start and fame and recognition from, because everyone's seen The Damn Office about three or four million times. I haven't. I'm oh, just You should see his him. face. I'm yeah. just He's like, what? Yeah, I'm not an Office fan. Ugh. This, we, and honestly, at this point, it's not even a fandom. It's like just a culture. Like we don't, we don't. It's not even funny to us anymore. We just like watch it to watch it. Really? Yeah. Okay. What I, have you I've s- seen. I've seen the series so many times just because it's just been on the background, on loop. There's jokes that happen. I laugh at them. Anyway, that's where he's from. The director of this movie. Okay. Quiet Place. Okay. Now, I saw it in theaters three or four times. And this is such a theater movie. You paid to see that movie three or four times? Yes, I did. Good well, for you. once, because I was dating this guy who worked at the movies. It was <gasps> great. And he got oh, you in for whoop. free, yep. didn't he? Oop. Mm-hmm. Oop. Um, saw it like three or four times. It was great. And the entire time, and I saw it in different theaters, too, to kind of see if I had the same feeling. But it all was the same. I think it was the surround sound, because the way that they mm, filmed this, yeah, yeah. the sound levels that they use, almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they paid their, there are people out there who are paid, right, to make rustling leaves noises yes. and like, you know what I mean? Like uh, drip drop noises from a sink bathtub. Because I don't know if you know this, uh, not a lot of sounds are used that you're hearing, yeah, you're seeing, right? No, a they lot of those them sounds, later in a right, studio. And they yeah. edit them and they put them in, you know, so you can actually hear the things. Yeah. Um, sort of like feet shuffling and like things like that. I think those people should be paid three times as much for this movie because that's what made this whole film, right? Let's start a petition. Ah, uh, they it just the way that they filmed the sounds and the monsters and the just mm, everything in this film. Even even to the point where there's a point there's a spoiler. 
right? Spoiler coming Spoiler up. Spoiler alert, people. She steps on this nail. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, we'll talk. We'll get back into this, but I'm just on. I'm just on a flow right now about the sounds. I really want to talk about it. And when she's like this, we gotta let her. You talk. just let me go. Yeah. And when she steps on this nail, there's like a, like a flesh wound noise that they use. Okay. <laughs> like it's, it's. I'm not gonna try to imitate it because it's Don't. disgusting. It's disgusting. It sounds gross, and you cringe, and you're. And when you're an audio person, you remember, like, someone had to figure out how to make that noise sound like that. Like, that wasn't, like, a real noise, obviously. Like, they made that noise, and someone had to figure out how to make it sound that disgustingly accurate if a nail was going into your foot. So I really, really, really appreciated the sound levels in this movie. People, you should see his face. He really loves this movie, (laughs) I can tell. Can I – before we move on from the theatrical experience that A Quiet Place is – can I give you a trip down memory lane? Blah, blah, it's blah, time. Blah, it's, it's time. time. <laughs> so when I saw, I also saw this in the movie theaters only once. Okay. Um, and I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, it's such and a fun little place, isn't it? Yes. And for those of you that don't know, the Alamo has a very strict policy of no texting or no being on your phone during the movie. It's forbidden. Um, so it was absolutely silent in the whole theater. You could hear a yes. pin drop. Yes. So that was the perfect, but as a matter of fact, let me tell you a little story about the Alamo Draft House. My favorite story about them is that they asked Madonna to leave one of their screening rooms because she was on her phone. I was like, that's brilliant. I love ah, it. Get um, out, Madonna. So seeing that movie there was great, you know, because you could hear a pin drop. Yes. Yeah. I could hear the guy behind me breathing. It was kind of well, creepy. That's, well, that's but I liked it. That's how they f- that's how they advertise this movie, you know, and that's how they really put it out there and how they really introduced the idea of this horror to us. Um, and I thought it was brilliant because the slightest thing that you didn't think would be scary mm-hmm. suddenly was scary because the whole room was silent. Right, and actually, similar to the divide, um, it opens. It doesn't mess around. It opens. You, it, it opens kind of like you're in the middle of the action already. Yes. Yeah. And it also takes place in New York. So these three movies, unbeknownst to us, when we pick them, all take place in New it York. It was filmed around my hometown. <gasps> it you know was? That? Yes. No. It was filmed about an hour from my hometown. Tell tell our listeners what your hometown is. So I'm from the 315 area code. Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, we don't know where that is. It's near Syracuse. There you go. Right. Um, go Orange. Uh, What's orange? Orange is our basketball team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go Syracuse orange. orange. Go orange. Mm-hmm. We, uh, giant mascot. Um, this film was filmed upstate, everybody. Uh, I think about an hour or two from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and he rented out the entire town for about he a did. month. He did. Yep. Mr. Krasinski, who wrote, who wrote and directed it. Signs over everything, you know. Were you there when they filmed it? I never went through because I was at college. Oh, I think okay. I either just moved to new york city at the time mm-hmm. or I, I was in a weird not home period in your 20s <laughs> he's still in that period still people. in that weird period but now in case I'm you were right. wondering <laughs> but anyway go ahead oh man <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it, like it he rented out the town and like wanted to make it you know as realistic as possible and yes we do have a lot of trees and a lot of openness up there it's beautiful it was beautiful yeah right beautiful and i think they filmed it during the fall too so it looked like it because yeah. of the leaves and all uh-huh. that stuff yeah but I want to get back to what you were saying, how this movie jumped right into things. Go for it. I mean, the first monster sighting, right? That spoiler alert, people. Spoiler alert. I mean, although, I think everybody has pretty much seen A Quiet Place. I think so. And yeah. if you haven't, like, what are you Then doing? shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on this you. Movie, this movie was so <laughs> good. And I'm a little disappointed they're doing a number two. 
Can I say that? Can I say that? Of course you can say whatever you I'm want. I'm saying it. I'm disappointed they're doing A Quiet Place too. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> that was wha- such a good movie. <laughs> what if it's really good, the sequel? And what, what are you going to talk about? It started great. And it ended beautifully. Maybe and it'll be good. we didn't need another thing. I could envision those women saving history. I don't need to watch them do it. Which women? The women at the end. Tell me more, do you Zachary. Not remember this movie? Of course I remember. I'll let you talk. <gasps> cues. <gasps> Zach, cues. Okay, so <laughs> it pretty much ended with the girl who was having hearing problems using right. her, you know, disability to overcome. Right, which was pretty amazing. cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, uh, such a power trip. We call those power moves. Um, but it was them? just, it was the mom right, right, and the two kids. Right. And I could just see them like saving the world. And I didn't, I don't need a movie to tell me that they're going to do that. I saw it in their face when they had the shotgun in their hands and they were like, oh, three more coming? No worries. We figured out how to kill them. So you won't be seeing the sequel, is what you're saying. I'm probably going to watch it. Yes, you are. We're probably going to I know you together. are. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you know that Krasinski and Emily Blunt are married? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. They were going to hire another girl. Did you know that? I do. I do. They because gonna, my head is full of useless I don't know why you know these things, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, but tell us. They were going to marry another, or cast another girl, and then Emily Blunt was like, woman. nah. Nah, Woman, fine. not girl. A woman. woman? Who woman. are they going to cast? You know? Oh, I don't. Oh. Tell me. No, I. W- what I remember Emily Blunt saying in an interview was that she wasn't going to be in it, and when she read the part, she said to John Krasinski, like, I need to be in this movie. But I don't know who they were going to cast. No, I don't know who they were going to cast. Either. Oh, Zach, I thought you knew. No, I didn't know. I was all I excited. Know. I thought you knew because you know everything. No, so. no I don't know everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, Almost everything. I want to talk more about good scenes from that because they had so many good little moments i mean the first death was amazing right it really set the tone of the whole damn thing you hated this kid from the start right you hated no oh he was being a little no dumbass. he was being a kid oh, what a dumbass zachary you have no heart this is why i don't have kids me either Great but, heart, but no still kids. <laughs> but you know what before you get into that can i ask you a question what do you want more wine yes pause okay wine has been replenished oh rewind a little champagne rewind <gasps> we rewind <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. You wanted to talk about the, your favorite scenes in the film. Oh, yes, I know. The first kill. The first kill was, was a great. Little shocker. Oh, my God. And shame on you for thinking that kid was awful. Oh, he was just, he was irking me. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Stop doing that. Well, I they, told you to be quiet. They took care of that for you. Yeah, well, good. I, I, it was like a bittersweet because I was like, <gasps> and then I was like, Thank God I don't have to deal with him the whole movie. Oh, Zachary. <laughs> That's awful. There's some movie. Oh, what about but I secretly that other agree. movie that we talked about like that with the annoying ass kid? Uh, the Babadook. Oh, same feeling. The Babadook. Okay. Same feeling. All right. I gotcha. <laughs> now we're on the same page. Now we're on the same page. Okay. So what other scenes did you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about one of the, 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 the scenes where there's a baby, right? And it's flooded. I mean, absolutely flooded. Oh, when she's pregnant and is yes. giving birth? giving birth they're also in a basement they're also in a basement like the divide right they go in the basement when because they know they're having a baby so stored the wife down right there. and everybody knows the premise like you right. can't talk otherwise the aliens hear you and they kill you right right and we figured that out first 10 seconds with the right. first death um and i mean they they live in a farm and their whole farm is decked out in this how i can be as quiet as possible with still being a human which I mean, good on them, right? Like, thank God that one was an engineer, and thank God one was a doctor, and they're like this power couple in upstate New York, right? Because a lot of, th- I mean, if it was an average human, I don't think it would have 
matter. But there were yeah, it wouldn't have been s- as interesting. No, but yeah. like there were two very <gasps> smart because humans. because normal people aren't interesting. Anyway, no, that we, didn't say, we didn't say that. True. Normal people are interesting. Zach, <sighs> things that you're saying today, I'm just outrageous. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, look, they had they have two very smart parents. They have a couple kids, but they've you know, not trained them, but like taught them how to adapt to the situation, you know. And one of my favorite mo- moments in this film is when they were on top of each their other silo. Oh, not each other. <laughs> did I just snort? <laughs> you I snorted. Did. I snorted. Um, and they light a fire. Yes. And it signals all the other people who are just out there making it too. Like, hey, we're out here. You know. Like yeah. Which is interesting. Out. We kind of don't know. Like, there's one other person that shows up at some point. Right. That older man. Right. Um, but there's nobody else except these characters that we've been introduced to. So it's like. Are there other survivors? Right. There's a lot of questions in this movie. Like, who are these creatures? What are they? Why are they here? What do they do with you once they abduct you? Do they kill you? Which it all works in the movie. Right. right. And I think that's that. I think that's great, right? Because yeah. you, the way they advertised it. Number Wait. one. Let's talk about the advertising. Wait. Maybe the sequel answer these questions. I hope it doesn't. Okay. Go ahead. The way they advertised it, you had no idea what the fuck was happening. Okay. Right. The way they advertised this movie, it was like creepy horror music. It was jo- a lot of John Krasinski's face. It was a lot of like old town views, but nothing was ever shown about monster. Nothing was ever shown about creature. Nothing was ever shown about aliens, people. They- so when you went to the theaters to see this movie, you had no idea what was going on. Literally no idea. It's, um. You pretty much were walking in and, were, and sat down and were like, the whole theater got silent, like you would say. and you Unless were, you were in a regular theater with somebody texting in front of you, which right, is annoying. Right. People don't Almo, do it. Fantastic. I haven't, I haven't gone on a rant about that in a while. <laughs> don't text and watch. But just the way that you were unprepared for that first death and how loud they made it, too. Yeah. You were not you weren't you weren't ready for it. No. So that really set the tone for the rest of the movie, you yes. know. You you were just sitting there like holy shit, their kid just got manhandled. Um what's going to happen next? And so like every slight little inconvenience they had, you were like is this going to alert the rest of the mon- is this going to alert the monster, you know, like is this really going to put And so I think that ambiguity of am I going to be hurt versus where did these things even come from? sets you the viewer in a great tone and a great uh viewing position for the rest of this film what position were you in zachary when you were watching uh style startled worried mother <laughs> you answer the question <laughs> i was there <laughs> he doesn't skip a beat this i one. <laughs> i was there startled worried mother i'm like holy shit i'm about to give a birth to a child that scene was in wild. a bathtub in a bathtub yeah. that yeah. was wild yeah that and that and that was one of the things that i um so I watched it for the second time this weekend, and I have to say I was very distracted. I think this movie works better in a theater, or with a really nice pair of headphones. Like I mean, oh, get yes. yourself some noise yeah. canceling. I can't hear the world headphones. I think it's because there's not a lot of spoken word, right? That I I was very distracted. I was checking my emails. I was checking social media while I was watching it. So I'm glad I saw it in a theater the first time because I was very focused, right? Especially in a theater where you are not allowed to check your phone, you know? So it forces you to hone in and zero in. To focus on the movie, which is important. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those movies too. Right. Can we talk about the themes of 
um, parental responsibility in the film. Go off. Um, so I think at the end of the day, the theme of the movie is um, new parents' anxiety over new, a newborn, right? Over expecting a newborn. Yeah. And also not being able to protect your children, right? So, yes. you know, at the beginning, you know, when the first kid is taken away, um, that, like you said, it sets the tone for the movie. But it's also like they never, the two parents never get over, and the kids, the, the siblings, they never got over the death there's, of that kid. But there's the death of that kid, but also the girl thinking that the father didn't love her. Right, because they because thought, she thought she was responsible for right. the kid's death. There's this, there's this underlying, oh, I think dad's mad at me for killing being responsible for killing the youngest kid. Right, because she, like, what did she, 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 she gave him the batteries, the batteries for the fucking airplane. Yeah, so the first kid has a toy, a plane. Very loud ass toy. Yeah, we it told makes him noise. to put it back and he didn't. Right, and the sister. Yep, and he still had it. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Oh, I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the sister gives him the batteries just to make him happy. Enabler. Stupid. And. <laughs> <laughs> and the the fucking thing makes a noise, and the alien comes and gets him. Right, because you see it on his face, John Krasinski's face. You, as soon as he heard what it was, you knew. He knew. Right. He knew. He made a split second, and he's like, "My fucking kid." Right. And there's a lot, you know, and, and that's the whole theme of the movie. Like, there's a lot of guilt around not being able to protect your children. I wish children. I could pull up his face and like show it to everybody because <laughs> it's so just like, oh my god, right, no, because right. like. And he tried. He tried so hard because he was like, my kid fucked up. I got to go save him. And he starts sprinting after yeah. his kid. But he knows. It's he wasn't fast enough. Oh, my God. The aliens were faster. This kid. Right. Thank God. Right. Um, but honestly, that sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And you're going to be on your toes. And like, if it's your first time watching it, listen. Listen for like little details. Listen for like little nuances. And focus, people. And focus. Put on your phone it. down. Yes, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> rant over uh but uh, yeah these so these are our roundabouts of apocalypse themes movies for this week is there anything you want to add about any of the movies just before i um no i mean it, it i just thought it was very curious that all three of them take place in new york and that was not our intent well there's a um, couple there's a lot of them do new york is like a very fun like i'm gonna blow this up city is it? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a thing. Tokyo's another one. Why? Tokyo's another. That's for like their because they're, I guess they're big, big, huge cities. commercial bullshits, yeah. right? And there's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, I actually, yeah, it's densely populated. Densely so like, populated. Yeah. Everybody millions wants to die. Go there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's New York. Right. New York. What did I write about? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, going back to a quiet place, it's like anxiety over newborn loss. You know, the ultimate sacrifice at the John end. John Krasinski's death. John Krasinski makes the ultimate sacrifice to that save his family. That's how you say his name, right? Krasinski. Krasinski? Is that's that how you say it? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I hope that's right. It is. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I don't how know. else would you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Um, and <laughs> it's funny. I wrote down bringing a new baby is dangerous and irresponsible. And I mean that in, in the context of the film. Right. So I, I actually, I thought that was very interesting. So they decide to get pregnant and bring a child into this world. We don't know timeline. We don't know when they had sex. She could have already been four or five months along. No, she no because the it starts with day eighty something, and then they fast forward to day four hundred and fifty something. 
So she got pregnant afterwards. So I don't know if it was an accident. It must have been. Because why would you bring a baby into this fucked up world where aliens snatch you and God knows what they do with you? But they're you? also, they're smart people. Maybe they were like, we're going to try. That wasn't very smart. I don't know. I don't know, man. Love isn't smart. Those are my parting thoughts. Love isn't smart. On a quiet place. A quiet place. Love isn't smart. Love isn't smart. All right, everybody, have a wonderful rest of your day. We're going to wrap things up here. We are. Um, Stay tuned for our next show. Of the Horror Hags. Hags. Bye. <laughs>